Welcome to Sin 315. We're here to encourage and equip Christians to engage in the adventure of sharing Jesus with those that God puts into their life. And we're so glad you're here. Hey everybody, Kevin Miller, your host of Scent 315, of course, with Sarah Main. Hello. And with Matt Hall. You hanging out, Matt? I am. Good morning. It is a good day, isn't it? Really, really. I mean, after the rain, you get a little sunshine, you know, yes. and it's just a good time to worship the Lord in the morning because, yeah. you know, it's a fresh, brand new day. So yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It so hit me um, after a, a kind of a hectic day and all that rain and everything, I went home and I sat on my deck and I get a view of these mountains, I guess we call them mountains, they're very large hills <laughs> that I run. And I sat there and I watched these huge cumulus or whatever fluffy clouds move. Like you have to stop because the, mo the movement of the clouds is almost imperceptible. So if you slow yourself down and just look at the clouds and they're slowly shifting like huge glaciers through the sky and it just makes you stop and just, hey God, yeah. you're so good. So, yep. Yeah, I'm I like seeing the, the snow, the dust of snow in the mountain, yeah. kind of mountain that we have <laughs> in the far east. I don't know if we have our land. <laughs> time to, uh, to share it, but you had a wonderful time in Yosemite. Did you get to share any of that? Yes, yeah. we got to hike in the snow. We stayed at the Yosemite Valley Lodge. Um, which is right across from the two of the main waterfalls, um, Yosemite Falls, there. And it was just really refreshing and lovely and beautiful. And I got to sit and stare at El Capitan, mm. which is one of my favorite things to do because it's just this, I think it's over 3,000 feet of solid granite rock. Yeah. Half Dome is amazing to look at. And you go there and, you know, the verse that says the rocks cry out, those rocks mm. scream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to share one thing that happened this week that was so encouraging to me, and I hope this happens to folks that are listening, too, because the whole idea is let's just be obedient, let's enter into the adventure, let's share our faith, be prepared. And uh, for those who haven't checked out our website yet, mm -hmm. um, there's a little area for blogging. And so I posted a blog just a short while ago on a story that I may have shared on the show, but the blog spells out a story that happened about 10 years ago at a wedding. And you'll have to go to the blog post. It was uh, 10 years ago in a bathroom at a reception. And what was so, so cool that happened two days ago, and uh, or a few days ago when I posted the blog post, right after that, somebody sent me a picture of the guy who was in that restroom. And he was smiling so big and he is serving the Lord at a church that I know. And he was with, it looked like who might've been the girlfriend that said, hey Mario, what are you doing in there? Because <laughs> you were telling forever. about the Lord in the bathroom. Shh, shh, don't tell him the story. <laughs> I'm not telling the story. I'm just okay. letting him a little more of it. That was happening. And that's the last I saw Mario. We changed numbers and we kind of went different ways and everything. And I've wondered about him. And there he was. You could just tell the love of Jesus just beam, beam, beam. And that's so awesome. when the Lord goes, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff happens. You don't even know about it. Just just do just do what I'm, I'm helping you to do. Just what I've called you to do. Don't be afraid. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're going to talk about today, right? Yes, it is. I've heard all these statistics about fear, that the number one fear of people is public speaking. It's bigger than death. It's bigger than how 
popular you are with snakes. It's <laughs> it's a bigger fear than heights and blood and needles and claustrophobia. Oh, don't and, talk about needles. My skin will start to crawl. Okay, so we'll go down to ones you're not afraid of. Zombies? No. C- clowns? No. Okay, good. I do so, have a friend who's uh, afraid of clowns. Yeah, we all have friends that we like to scare with clowns. <laughs> I, I don't do that. I know. You're a I good person. Them, yes, that's right. <laughs> and that's why we're together. So public speaking. And so that kind of fits into people's boundaries. Like when I'm teaching classes or hanging out with people and saying, why, why do you have this dissidence? Why do you really want to share Jesus with others? And you don't to the degree that you feel that you should. And fear, I hear most of anything. I also think there's a love quotient that we'll talk about that is another barrier that's just as high. Mm-hmm. But we want to talk about fear and that it's common to man, that, that God knows all about this fear and what we have to do with it. You ever been afraid? Oh, yeah. I was afraid at the gym this week, actually. There's a room where they do hydro massages. And so you just like jump on the hydro massage bed and it's the best after a workout. I've done that. Yes. As long as they don't limit you to 10 minutes. Like 10 minutes, I want they to be do, half an hour. They do, but you can do... Uh, multiple but it's just awesome but i was in there and it's social distance but there was another lady in there and i felt like maybe i was supposed to pray for her or you know it's just like that thought that just jumped in yeah and i was just like no i'm scared like what if she doesn't (laughs) i don't know it was just so stupid so i just left so (laughs) that was a fail oh i've had so many of those yeah i remember Two, um, one time I was on an airplane, another lifetime before. (laughs) It feels, I was on an airplane and there was a lady sitting one seat over from me and I was praying before I got on the plane because, you know, you always hear the cool airplane pastor or evangelist stories. And so I was like, I want one of those. (laughs) And so I was just praying to, you know, be able to say something to the lady who was sitting next to me. And I felt like I got something. And then I waited and waited and waited because I couldn't tell her in the middle of the flight, what if she got mad at me? Or <laughs> what if she hated me? She called me? the stewardess. Yeah. And then um, she was drinking a glass of wine. So what if she was, you know, not the intoxication <laughs> was going to make got her a lot more of wild mad. Thoughts. It was very wild. So I waited till the last minute when the flight attendant after we had landed said, okay, you guys can get off the plane and the front of the plane is starting to get off. And then I leaned over and prayed for her. I don't even remember what I said. That was, that could have been a cooler thing that happened. Like I still did what the Lord asked me to, but I let fear drive that more than I did love and the Lord. I get it. And that's why why it says that fear is the number one fear. It's common to us and everything. Donald Miller's got a, gw- a great quote. I won't quote the whole thing, but, but he says, the most often repeated commandment in the Bible is do not fear. It's there over 200 times. Now, there is important things to us in the Bible that are in there two times. And we do them and we believe them and we get it. But God having to say, fear not, do not fear, you know, have courage and all of that, it means he knows us. You know, he made us that way. And so probably everybody, everybody who is listening has experienced something like this. I think the thing that's important is uh, I just read a, a little blog by somebody that I really, really respect. Her name's Annie Grace. And she said that she's got like a four-year-old daughter that likes to pour her own smoothies. 
out of the heavy, heavy blender. <laughs> and so it is a mess every single time. So she cleans it up and she's not telling her what a stupid kid she is and not taking it out of her hands and all of that. And so many times we have an oops or a spill and the smoothies on the floor. And then we berate ourselves and say, I'm never going to try that again. I'm horrible at it. God's so disappointed in me and all of that stuff. And he's not, he's not, he's just going to clean up our mess supernaturally and things are going to happen. And, and so we never claim our supernatural big deal victories because they're not us. And we never claim Whoa, that's horrible. Except to the extent that we go, okay, God, let's go do it again, you know, and get back on the horse. With that, so we know the Bible says, do not fear. Do, do not fear. We've heard a million sermons on it, on all sorts of things. Why is it that it's still so easy to give into that fear? Because the Bible says, you know, that he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Right. And yet we have these moments, especially sometimes it feels like the most heavy, at least for me, is when we're going to tell someone the best news in the world, right. <laughs> even yeah. just something simple as, hey, Jesus loves you. What is that? I'll tell you what I think. There's, there's a lot of different factors maybe, but a simple one is, who are you listening to and what are you feeding? Mm. Because I tell you, if, uh, if you're feeding your your secret life with God and you're spending time with him and you're responding to the little gentle nudges, sometimes they're a lot harder than that. <laughs> As you have a habit and a pattern of that, it gets easier and more natural and that's the way you are. If you feed that other side and feed that fear and listen to that fear, that voice becomes clearer and clearer wherever it's coming from, from your, your failures of the past, from yourself, from people in the world that have told you, yeah, you're, you're never going to amount to anything or whatever. And the enemy echoing that because he's there and he doesn't want this stuff to happen. So whatever you tune into, whatever frequency you're listening to and whatever habit you feed, um, I went on a trail run today with Matt's son, the flying Kyle Hall, and, um, and we were talking about it. The habits that you have, you get better at it, and you have more endurance, and you're, you don't fall down as much, and things like that that happen. And so it's the same way with this. I think as we're obedient, we step into it, and we recognize the voice of the Lord, um, that it shouts that out. Plus, what we've, we're talking about today and we've talked about before, perfect love casts out fear. As we understand how much he loves us and he's going to back us up and he's going to be there for us and that he called us to it, like in Ephesians 2.10, you know, I'm here, come with me. If we understand that love, then there's a, a peace and a security. Like this may be dangerous in some ways, some social ways or whatever, but you're with me, so I trust you. And then the second one that may even be more important, how much he loves them. So, you know, he loved him so much that he sent his son. He loved him so much just like us that while we were in, uh, like acting like enemies of his, he came to us and he came after us and he didn't give up on us. When we understand that, fear gets silenced and it gets quiet because love is so, so big. I loved what you said about what are you feeding? Are you feeding yeah. the, the love of the Lord in your life? Or are you feeding the fear? And so what are some, like, we can just name off some practical ways to feed the love of the Lord in our life? 
Well, you know, I've talked about with you and maybe on the show a little bit, um, I think as you wake up in the morning, that's really, really important, at least for me. I'm an early bird. I am irritatingly chipper in the morning, uh, not so much at night, late at night. And so that sets the tone for my day. So how are you going to set your tone? For me, and it's different for a lot of different people, uh, for me, it's uh, devotion. So being in a devotion, I love to do that with my wife, Sylvia, because it, it just man connects it all together i think uh, the preparation of your heart more than we've talked about the preparation academically or memorizing everything mm-hmm. but your heart you know and just talking to the lord and saying hey i'm available i'm willing give me courage supernaturally allow me to understand what's going on so i can step into it so setting the tone is so important um, and then during the day trying to be present and self-aware Mm-hmm. So know if you're slipping off into some, you know, like video game land, mindless emptiness of life. Uh, not to besmirch anybody who's really great die, at video gaming. It says fear number seven. Watch out for that. So um, I think that we have to have these safeguards during the day that kind of tap us back and we and we continue that conversation you know, it says pray without ceasing i think it's kind of like that you know that you're you're consistently coming back once again this isn't a constant battle and a burden the more that you do these things that are right for you that align yourself with god matt and i were talking before you got here today and he was he was talking to the lord in with music mm-hmm. with worship and I was like so impacted by what he played. I could hear it. How God built you, you do that to connect with him. And it just becomes how you are and it becomes natural. I think one thing too that helps me personally feed the love of the Lord is actually I have two things. So one is remembering what I'm saved from. And that one is a little more intentional on my part because I came to the Lord before I acted on a lot of things that I could have acted on, which I'm grateful for. Yeah. But I still have that capability and I I have the grace um, and the gift because of the people who came before me and gave me the ability to meet the Lord at such a young age. I didn't have to go through the same experiences that a lot of people yeah fall into but i was still saved from that right not having to go through that yeah (laughs) yeah and so i'm still saved from all those things and i can still look in my own heart and say oh i i understand how someone could be a drunk or addicted to drugs or just whatever it is i have understanding for it and i'm thankful that god saved me out of it and that helps me grow love be in awe of god's love for me and then also have love for other people. Right. And I think uh, the second thing that I do to feed that love is looking for the goodness of God where in other people, especially areas where I'm afraid or issues of the day that we have to deal with and think about differently. I try to look and I say, okay, what is the good part that God is in this movement? Like what are the pieces where maybe the Lord's trying to shine light in this area, and how can I key off of his love in that area to reach these kinds of people or or speak to them, to have understanding in that way, even though there's a point where we widely disagree. It reminds me too, there's there's one that's really important for me too, and it's who you surround yourself with. Now, sometimes you're working somewhere where you know who you're surrounded with, but... um, 
I think seeking out those relationships that challenge you and feed you, their encouragement, all of that, I think that helps you because you really do, to a large extent, become like those who you're surrounded with, that you really associate with in a, in a transparent, authentic, all the way in kind of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may be in a real mission field and you know it could be hard where somebody works, right? I can, yeah. you know, I'm blessed and I'm grateful for it. But um, I've got a particular buddy that we will have on the show, Shane Blayfield. Hi, Shane. Uh, who we kind of challenge each other by the things that the Lord is doing. And it makes us, like you say, hey, I want a story like that in a good way. I mean, in a spiritually jealous way, like, you know, we spur each other on. So the people that you surround yourself with as well can really build that consistency and that love and going after it. What are some ways, so we just talked about the ways that we can feed love. I think, too, it's important we take just a couple minutes to talk about what are some things that would feed the fear? Because... Sometimes I think we feed both (laughs) at the same time. And it's not the things that feed fear. And there's an element that it's going to look a little different per person. Right, sure. Um, But I think we have to be careful that in these things that could possibly feed fear, that we're making sure they're not, that they're in a proper place. I think there's a couple of things. One is, um, I would probably butcher this quote, but we're afraid of so many things that never, ever, ever happen, right? And <laughs> yes. so it's like, it, it's like okay, so we're conjuring them up and we're embellishing them. And like you were saying, you know, you were talking about all these things that could go wrong. So you're embracing it, you're fondling mm-hmm. it, you're looking at it, and you're just spending so much time with that fear. I think that if we, if we bring it up and say, what is this fear? Let's take a look at it. Father, let me, let me see this fear for what it is. Engage him in the conversation because he is completely unafraid and there is no spirit of fear or timidity so engaging him in the analysis of what am I afraid of the thing is is that we do it and once you do it once you're obedient beyond fear courage isn't the lack of fear courage is doing it when you're afraid and when you step into that it feeds courage because you did it and go oh no, the dog didn't bite me, the false things that are there. Really fear, um, we're, we're really not fearing so many times concrete tangent things. When we take a look at it, put the Lord into the conversation with it, um, almost like when Jesus was being tempted, you know, and then the truth was spoken, the truth was spoken, and the truth overcomes that. So what I'm hearing, just to sum it, is the narratives yeah. That we tell ourselves. Battle in your mind, for sure. Yeah. It's and, a lot of that. And I think in that, we have to guard the narratives that are coming into us. It's important to be careful about the news that we listen to, yeah. about um, politics. All of politics is driven by fear. It doesn't matter what party or stance or, you know, we have to be afraid of the other side. And that can be counterintuitive as a Christian to the love of the Lord. But I love what you said about how God isn't afraid. He's yeah. not afraid of of anything. He's not afraid of anything in you. He's not afraid of anything in anybody else. He is um, secure in his love that, that he gives. I think a good thing to do is to do a little study. Don't read every single fear not verse. There's too many of them, unless you're diligent. Um, but, but I would encourage people listening 
Go take a look at some of those fear not and have courage, especially Joshua and the first chapters of Joshua, and then put your scenario in that. Put your mm, piece of life good. in that. I think that that really, really helps us. It's in the Bible. I mean, uh, I love the scripture in John 19 where Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, who were secret believers, I mean, they were scared and they could get cast out of the synagogue. And that meant a lot more than, oh, you can't go to church. It was tough business. It was really hard and something that they were afraid of. But then they went to Pilate and they said, hey, can we take care of Jesus's body? Well, that will put you on the radar. So those secret believers overcame that. And we don't understand exactly what the process was that happened, but it happened. And it's right there. The tomb that Jesus was laid in was a secret believer who overcame that. You know, so there's some real encouragement in the Bible for that. And then, you know, what we talked about is just focusing on that love of the Lord. I got to tell you, I just spoke recently to a group about gaining compassion for the lost. And I said, you know, we'll run out. We just will. I mean, as nice as we, the nicest person, we are going to run out of our capacity to love certain people. Sometimes it's our family, our <laughs> boss, all of my that. My boss is really hard to love. I, I understand that. Know. My goodness, your boss. <laughs> Kevin's my boss. <laughs> and, uh, and he's hard and difficult. And so the deal is, is that I challenge them like I would challenge our listeners, like I challenge myself. And that is to pray the most dangerous prayer you can pray as a believer. Father, would you give me your heart for the lost? And if we pray that and sincerely mean it and have to pray it again and again because we'll be leaning on his love for them, it will be supernatural and it will be inconvenient. Mm -hmm. it, will be, it will be hard at times. It will stretch us beyond the capacity that we think we have. But Father, would you give me your compassion for the lost? That's the starting line. Yeah. That's what makes it all happen. I had a experience, time with the Lord last night. It just came to my attention to, and it really has to do with the whole fear and, and love and exactly that prayer. And I landed in, Lord, move my heart. Mm. You know, move my heart towards what yours is moved for, for the love that he has. And for me, it was more in general of all people. Um, I feel like in the past, I used to be more loving of people in my life. I used to allow myself to be more open and freer about it. And then I had some relationships where I got hurt and it didn't go so well in the end and people left and there wasn't really an explanation for that. I know it was stuff with them and I've healed a lot from it, but it came up last night and I was praying about it and I realized that I had, because of my fear of getting hurt again and my misunderstanding of what had happened, because I can't understand fully what happened, there's not closure there, I had allowed this fear around allowing my heart to be open yeah. and loving people to start to shut down that part of my life. And there's been some good fruit as far as I think I've gained a lot more wisdom and um, some logical help on boundaries and, and things like that. But in that process, I shut it down completely and so I begun to pray this prayer of, Lord, move my heart yeah. and letting that part of myself free because really that's the part of me that feels most alive. 
I'm working through that fear. And so I wanted to share that because I think sometimes for a lot of us, that can be a thing where maybe at one point in your life, you loved so well, or you were so open to love and it you got hurt. I just want our listeners to know that the Lord has hope for them and that it's safe in him to start to unlock that and allow that place to open up again because he's the one that is with you. And it doesn't mean you're not going to ever be hurt again, but the beauty of loving with him and partnered with him is much more worth the cost. It's what we're made than, for. Yeah. And it's what Jesus did. He yeah. welcomed and loved Judas for all those years that Judas, you know, three-ish years, three yeah. and a half-ish years, we think. He loved Judas. He allowed Judas to be fully in in his ministry. And the whole time, he knew this would be the guy that would kiss him to the cross. And so he understands that hurt that we have, but he also had a, a confidence seated in the Holy Spirit that allowed him to move through that. And that people that are listening that are dealing with that can do that as well. I think that one thing that you said that really hit me as, we're, as you were saying this, move my heart, this whole love thing isn't a feeling, it isn't ooey gooey. Yeah. It's, it's the Bob Goff love does kind mm-hmm. of love. You know, I, we don't always close in prayer, but I'd like to close in prayer with people today to see who wants to grab onto. Yeah, I'd like to pray too for okay. anyone who resonated with what I shared. Okay, why don't you pray first and then I'll close this up. Let's go. All right. Jesus, we just thank you for um, everyone listening right now to this. Lord, we thank you that we can, um, Kevin and I can get together and just talk about these things and really dive into them. And Lord, as I shared about people being hurt from loving, from doing their best in the past to show you, to give your heart, Lord, I ask that you would just minister to those people right now. Lord, I ask that you would just um, bring them revelation. Lord, would you show them that that hurt is there? And would you let them know it's okay that that hurt is there and that you're going to take their hand and help them walk through it? Lord, I ask that they would um, just have courage, even though they're afraid to give this part of their heart to you, that they would know that you are safe to do this with, Mm. God, that you care about that place, God, that you care that they were hurt, but you don't want them to, to live in that because you have more for them by your spirit. And so, God, I just ask that you administer to those people, that you would bring, um, your validation, your love to that place of their heart so that they can begin the journey of healing and of um, giving your love away in a, in a more powerful way than even they had ever known before. Father, I agree with that. And I'm reminded uh, in John 14, you say, whatever you ask in my name, that will I do so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And Father, we and all those that uh, join with us in hearing this, um, We ask that you would give us your compassion for the lost. 
everybody, thanks so much for listening. Um, it really would help us and mean a lot if you would rate and review um, where you're listening from. Uh, also, we encourage you to jump on our website, sent315.org, and hang out on our Instagram and tell us what you're thinking. It's sent underscore 315 on Instagram, and we just appreciate you. Mm-hmm.